Hey, 88.9 The Bridge listeners, this is McLean. I got Will with me, and this is The Water Break. Normally, we got some uh, some intro music playing right here, um, but unfortunately, we're experiencing some software issues. Um, so the, the program we use to do the intro music and generally produce the show a little bit um, is not working, so we just have a basic soundboard right now with eight sounds on it. So, yeah, it doesn't doesn't help much. We usually have our intro music on a website that we play um, before yeah. every segment, but for some reason, and I I really don't, I, I have no idea what or why this would I don't happen. Know either. I mean, I'm not a big computers guy in the first place. Uh, it just won't let us in. It says like our record's not found. It could be something with the new year, but I'm really not sure to be honest. Uh, anyways. Getting on to what we do know about sports. sports. Uh, it's been an insane winter break for me. Yeah. Like, insane. Um, I was sick. Not fun. Uh, but I got what I wanted for Christmas. Had a nice time with all my family and stuff. You um, watched Die Hard with your boy. My cousin turned 19, which in Canada is drinking age, which yeah, nothing special, just cool. Um, so he's is getting 19 older. in Canada? Yeah, it is. It's 19. I thought it was Canada. 18. No, it's 19. It's 18 in Britain. Okay. 18 in Britain, yeah. Which, I don't know, I think it should be higher. I think it should be at least 21, because that stuff can damage your brain, and we're already turning this into a PSA. Yeah, PSA! <laughs> don't drink if you're underage. No, PSA. It, it really doesn't help with your brain development, and we're going way too far into this than we need. Okay, <laughs> anyways, sports. Sports! Yes, good stuff did happen. Um, I don't know, hopefully you've heard of this. Canada won gold. In the World Junior Championships. Uh, Man, I've held, never heard of that held, before. Held in the check. Well, that's because I've been constantly telling you about it for like the past week straight. I got a notification on my phone, but that's about it. Oh, really? Yeah. That's good, though. Uh, what was it from? CBS Sports. Uh, yeah, well, they, they won World Juniors. Uh, they reclaimed their throne as defending champions. Now, Finland had it last year, but they beat Finland 5 nothing in the semifinals to move on and beat Russia 4-3, which is... To be honest, one of the best games I've seen in a long, long time. I mean, it was fast-paced, it was close, uh, there were lots of turning points in it. The Russians held the lead for most of the game, uh, but the Canadians managed to come back with two late third-period goals uh, that tied it up and then took the lead. Then they were able to defend off a six-on-four uh, in like the last few minutes to take the win. It was, it was insane, fun to watch. Nice. Yeah. I uh, bet that was a great game. It was, yeah, especially for me being a Canadian fan. Actually, there was there was one play. It was this was during the six on four. Canada had already sure, uh, sure. claimed the lead. There were about uh, I'd say three, two to three minutes enough to get a full power playoff. Yeah, and Russia had pulled their goalie at this point. Yeah, they, uh, Canada already had a guy in the box, and they were down in their zone. You know, it was pretty brutal. The Canadians were uh, just barely struggling to survive here, mm-hmm. and then one of the Canadians finally gets the pucks. Uh, lifts it out of the zone, but it went out out of the arena, which, oh, you know, if you don't know, that's uh, behind center ice, is a penalty against you, which would have made it a six-on-three, which, you know, that's basically... Not like, going to end well. Six-on-fours are hard enough as it is with two two-on-ones on the ice, but a six-on-three is a literally every single position is a two-on-one, which is... It's impossible to defend against. I yeah. would say the goal chances for Russia scoring would have been at least 90%. And oh, then... Sure. Uh, 
the TSN camera that is going along the glass, so it's mm-hmm. right about the same, it's just a bit higher than the glass, right about the same uh, distance as the glass. The puck bounces straight off the head of the TSN camera oh. back into play. All the wow. Russians want the penalty, but the camera, uh, refs deemed it in play because it was just over the glass a tiny bit, which saved them from the six on three. They were able to defend the penalty, make it a six on five, and end the game. It was it was insane. That play, that one camera might have changed the game. And Yikes. Russians are upset about it, which you would be. You know, I'd be pretty upset if that were happening to Team Canada, but it didn't happen. We won. I'm fine with it. And then also, last thing, I know I'm kind of ranting. Let's hear um, it. Team USA lost to Finland. Like, before the semifinals, which is... Yeah. Usually, it's unheard of. But you know what this means? We're going to get one really stacked division next year. Usually, when one of these big... Because there's five big power teams, and that's Russia, Canada, Sweden, Finland, and the U.S. Yeah. Uh, Czechs are pretty close, but they're not quite there. They're like the Minnesota Vikings, haha. Yeah. Well, basically, you're going to have... Since U.S. lost so early and did so poorly this year, you're going to have one division that's going to have... Probably not Canada, because they were the champions, but you're going to have the U.S., probably you're going to have Russia, and you're either going to have Sweden or Finland out of your five teams. Mm -hmm. And to be in that division makes it incredibly hard to win the next year, because you have facing off against those three teams, and if you get fourth place, you're either playing Canada or Finland with a pretty high chance of Finland next year. Yeah. Which is... You know, I mean, that's what happened to America this year, and that's why they lost. Anyways, uh, that's all for my little hockey thing. I'm pretty excited about it. It's cool to see us win in anything. Okay, now if also, we're gonna... oh, no, 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 hold on. I was going to talk you about th- American you hockey because it better. You thought it was over. Fine. No, uh, I just want to throw this in here. Canada also won the Spengler Cup, which if you didn't know what that is, most people don't. It's a tournament held at the same time between pro players. So World Juniors is U18. Pro players, it's... Um, all of guys, it's usually older NHL players. Uh, not, It's not as high quality as the World Juniors, which has people like Alex Lafreniere, who's the best player in the world, pretty much best prospect. So Canada won that as well. Uh, I think it was held in Davos this year, which is somewhere in Europe. That is all. Okay, I'm, fi- I'm done. Yes, <laughs> Europe. Yeah, we're not geologists. We're sports people. Yeah, we're sports radio air personalities. Exactly. We don't know anything about geology. Does it look geography? like I know about rocks? Cause like that was that up. was funny. That was funny. yeah. Okay, never mind. That was good. That was good. Okay. Um, so anyway, I was gonna talk about American hockey. Uh, my Blues are on a tear. <laughs> it's fun. I think we've only lost like once in the past two weeks. Okay, to, to add on to that, I'll let you finish. But there's one other thing I want to talk about too with hockey that you just reminded me of. Sure. So keep going. Or are you no, done? You can go, you okay. Can go. So the Canucks have been on like a huge tear, kind of similar to the Blues. That's, that's what I was gonna say. Actually. Seven game win streak uh, as of our show last week. I can check. I can check to see if it's uh, went up at all. I I think it has by one game. But well, they I'll played. They played a couple of days ago, right? I I think they might have played yesterday, or they. I don't think they played Tuesday. I'm not sure if they played Wednesday. Let's see here, but I. I'd assume they play either today or yesterday. I don't think so, because the Wednesday night game was the Bruins. It was Bruins and Caps. Uh, um, oh, they I didn't lost. See any actually, the win streak is over. They lost their last two games. So they must have played last night and the night before. Oh. So they are, yeah, two losses. Oh, well, they had a seven-game win streak, which I was <laughs> as of Tuesday, I was really excited about that because, you know, it's a good year for them. But they, they're kind of in the wild card spot right now, so I could, they, they really could use that little boost. Too bad they lost a few games, though. Uh, Uh, Hopefully it continues. We'll see in the future. 
Anyways, uh, I've been talking about hockey for way longer than <laughs> I probably should. That's okay. Um, but yeah, there's it's lots of stuff. So well, I, I, like I was to gonna talk about, talk about the Coyotes, but we can cut it off here and we can roll into football for the next segment oh, or maybe yes. baseball. I'm not sure. You'll just have to figure it out. Stay tuned on the water break. Hello, 88.9 The Bridge listeners. We are back with the water break. I am McLean, just like I was last time, and Will is still Will. Hopefully. Um, but this time, instead of Will talking about hockey for eight minutes, we're going to have an intelligent, uh, you know, minded discussion. About- no, no, there's actually there's actually a few more things I want to talk about in hockey. Shut up. No, I'm just messing, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> uh, Although... I do like Nathan McKinnon. I'll put that out there. He's the best player in the NHL right now. Cool. I don't care what you say. It's not McDavid. It's not. It's McKinnon. You heard it here first. Okay, go McLean. How many NHL covers does McKinnon have? Okay, fair fair point. How many does McDavid? Well, yeah, okay, okay. Uh, that's <laughs> not really an important statistic, so I don't think we're gonna count it. No, but like I just wanted to bring it up. You know, how many rushing yards does Lamar Jackson have? Too many to count. Okay, okay, well, how about this? How many penalties has Laramie Tunzel committed? I wouldn't know, but I'd assume it's either a lot or not a lot. It's a lot. Okay. He's committed more this season than Walter Jones has his entire career. Who's Walter Jones? Excuse me, listeners, for a second while I beat Will up. (laughs) No, we're just kidding. We would never. Um, Remember... Yeah, we're definitely going to have to restart this. I was about to do like a safety PSA. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Don't beat each other up. But it's okay that I beat up Will right there. So anyway, I think that'll roll us um, right into... That's a terrible segue. Um, (laughs) But I think this is a awful transition. Man, Will's getting beaten up. But you know who else has been beaten up? Quarterbacks all across the league. um, Which has led to... um, A lot of injuries. Which... Which brings me to this. You should be very careful when playing sports because injuries are no joke. Shut up. Always take safety seriously. Shut up. <laughs> Welcome to Will's PSA. We just ran a PSA like like before this segment. Yeah, but I'm trying to help us out for the quarter. Okay. <laughs> we just ran one. Um, we're good. Um, we ran vaping PSA. Yes, don't vape. You know, vaping's really bad. You don't know what's in those things. There could be anything... Uh, it really hurts your lungs, and vaping can lead to cigarettes down the road in your life. So don't don't vape. Don't try it. Just stay away from it. You know, if you get peer pressured, just say no. Just say peer no. Pressured, walk away. Yep. If you get and peer anyways, pressured, turn that pressure back on them. That's like our them that's like our third PSA. No, yeah. no safety, kindness, <laughs> no, safety, safety, kindness. Safety, yeah, we safety, don't. We would never. Safety, we would safety. never. Anyways, that's like our third. So far, PSA. we've done three PSAs and only talked about and one no sport. sport. Exactly. Okay. And that was so, hockey. NFL, quarterbacks, keep wait, getting wait, injured. Wait, wait, wait. No, we could talk about soccer and it would still be one sport. <laughs> Roasted. Ah, so it. anyway. Soccer's not a sport. Yes, do, okay. I do get it. So anyway, lots of injuries all across the playing field for quarterbacks. Basically, just if you kept your quarterback healthy all 16 games this season, you pretty much made the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, even Lamar Jackson's getting injured. I think Russ... Russ was, or Lamar Jackson was out just a few weeks though. Yeah, the but they were the resting him. They were resting, not thought, for injury. They were just resting a, him. I thought he had like a thigh injury, or it was minor or something. Um, no, it wasn't an injury. Uh, he okay. didn't. Then rest, resting him makes sense. Yeah, because obviously it was a meaningless game against yeah. the Steelers. Um, basically, what we're gonna do is we introduced this before we went on break. Um, the uh, quarterback job safety, um, you know, thermometer. Oh yes, where you got. You know, 
grade one, which is you you have like more than a ninety five percent chance to be back, and that's guys like this franchise Wilson, guys Russell um, Wilson, Aaron Lamar Rodgers, Jackson, Lamar probably. Jackson, yeah, good quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, yeah. your your franchise guys go yeah. up there, you know, and then. In the tier below, you got guys whose their job is safer than the president, but not by much. <laughs> and that means there's, you know, around a three and four chance, 75% chance that they'll be back the next season. Yeah. People like maybe Kirk Cousins or... Yeah, Kirk you know, Cousins. Decent quarterbacks, but not anything special. So yeah, Kirk Cousins, definitely up there. Definitely in that tier. Drew Brees, that tier. I say Drew Brees only because of his he's, age. He's getting older. Same um, with Tom Brady. And Actually, his contract is Brady's up. probably lower. But Brady is. I don't want to spoil too much because we might we might. Well, get we need the content. Later. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, and then you got below that is it's a coin toss. Um, so fifty fifty. So if you're in the coin toss tier, yeah. that's guys like. Um, I'm trying to think like Cam Stafford Newton. That's guys Newton. like Cam. Newton. Oh, I think Newton's pretty much cooked at this. He's point. a he's a coin toss. You know, fifty yeah. percent chance he'll be back with the Panthers. Fifty percent chance he'll be suiting up for Chicago or something. Yeah, okay. you know, and then below that is twenty five, which means like the writing's on the wall, man. You better keep your resume up to date. Mm-hmm. That's guys like Case Keenum and Joe Flacco, guys yeah. who like you know maybe the contract is up this year. They, there's less than a twenty five percent chance they'll be back with their same teams. Yeah. So we're gonna start with a guy who's um, started off his. Um, Starting gig is a little bit of an underrated quarterback. Um, he's on his second team in two years, and um, he's really made some waves recently. I think we're gonna start uh, with Ryan Tannehill. What tier would you think he'd be in? Tannehill. So I was actually thinking about this. I know Mariota is a good quarterback, and I love Mariota. I think he deserves a better chance. But Marcus Mariota Tannehill, deserves a starting spot. Tannehill's also a really good quarterback. He's obviously proved that this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's kind of led a pretty broken offense to I mean besides Henry of course Henry's one of the best AJ Brown too and Brown but Johnny Smith. Do they, they still have the lock Delaney Walker right they do he's just been injured okay yeah because I, I haven't seen too much of them recently anyways um Ryan Tannehill I would give a two a two you think he's a coin toss no, no, no two was 75 oh yeah, I mean, yeah 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 I think so. I think he has a good chance to come back but I could see but maybe, still maybe Mariota makes some improvements. They get someone new. Well, Mariota's both of their contracts are up after this season, yeah, so Tennessee exactly. will probably only keep one. And it's I think looking like Tannehill at this point. I think I Ryan Tannehill is a tier one quarterback. He is a hmm. franchise guy. Really, I think Ryan Tannehill. What he's done for this offense, his deep ball has improved like a lot so much since he was in Miami you know he's um looking like a he's a deadly quarterback I would rather have Ryan Tannehill as my quarterback this postseason than Aaron Rodgers really yeah really yeah I I I mean I don't blame you for that Tannehill's done well but you also you gotta give some of that uh credit to Derrick Henry oh sure I mean his performance especially against the Patriots was just it's incredible to watch him tear up these defenses it's like they're not even trying to tackle him he will literally run straight up the middle and just make it past everyone like they're butter it's it's unbelievable yeah it's tackling Derrick Henry is like trying to hold a grease pig you know it's hard (laughs) he's like Marshawn Lynch but a bit faster yeah and honestly maybe even a bit better 
Uh, Don't say that in the Seattle market. Well, no, I love love Lynch so much. And to be honest, I'm so glad he's back. But he's not making the impact that he used to a few years ago. And that's, I mean, he's old. It's obvious that he's through his prime. So you can't really blame him for it. He's really just there for the Seahawks as a guy who can take carries, you know? A veteran, you know? It's kind of cool to have him in your locker room. Yeah, the Seahawks are... His his role right now is veteran leadership. They are on... They are on a fourth, fifth, and seventh running back right now. Yeah. But with that kind of team, I don't think, like, I think Russ kind of gives them pretty much Definitely. all the leadership they need, especially on the offensive side. And then they have Wagner and Wright on the defensive side of the ball. Oh, for which sure. Is huge. I mean, those two guys have been with Seattle for many years now. They're solid, They're solid players. They're definitely legends, which yeah. um, which will actually bring me to um, the next uh, guy in our quarterback index, and I think, or our quarterback uh, safety ratings. And I think after this guy, I think we're going to go to break. Um, what do we think about Phillip Rivers? Ooh. I don't know. He's, okay, so he's good. He's been good in the past, and he's been he's shown that he's good like a few times this season. Yeah, but he's also shown that he's bad, and he needs you know he's getting older many times in this season. So as he, I mean, next year he's just going to be older than he was this year. He's probably going to still deteriorate, and with that good of a team that they have, I mean, Keenan Allen and Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler, Mike Williams, some of the Hunter guys. Hunter Henry, too. Hunter Henry, even, yeah. Some of the guys they have on that team, you you might not want to risk it with Rivers. Maybe try and get a good, younger, middle-aged quarterback in there and maybe try and be contenders the next year because I know they probably, they should have done a lot better than they, sh- they did this year. So which tier would you put him in? I think I would put him in tier four. Tier four, you don't. Yeah. You think there's less than twenty five percent that he'll be a back? Pretty low chance. Well, I, I could see it happening, but I don't see why too much. Well, if anybody with Philip Rivers' phone number in their phone is listening right now, remind him the importance of keeping your resume up to date. I am in violent agreement with you. I think the writing is on the wall for Philip Rivers in Los Angeles. I. Do not think. I think that since they have Tyrod Taylor as their backup, a guy with starting experience, mm-hmm. they've got a lot of guys that are like him in the free agent market. They've got, you know, Andy Dalton has a similar play style. They've got, you know, Teddy Bridgewater. Maybe his he takes a lot less risks, um, but his pocket awareness and uh, presence is sort of similar to Philip Rivers. Mm-hmm. You know, ever since his leg injury, he hasn't been as mobile, so he's got a kind of Rivers-esque presence. Um, and I think Case Keenum might even be a, a capable Band-Aid starter um, if it if it comes to that. I do not think Philip Rivers will be back with the Chargers. Okay, I just had the most, probably the most random thought sure. I will have, like, all year. What is it? Don't you think that teams that wear, like, darker blue or, like, darker purple jerseys, uh, looking at the Seahawks and Ravens here, sure. have better defenses than, like, like teams like the Dolphins and that light blue, horrible defense. You know, the Ravens in that dark green have a pretty nice defense, Ravens? though. Or, no, the, the, the Eagles. The, the Eagles have a pretty Eagles, nice defense. Eagles, and I guess the Jets, they changed their uniforms so that they're dark dark green now. And their defense all turned it around in the same year. I think you might be onto something Exactly. Here. The Ravens, I mean, they've, they've just got a good overall team. But they I wear think, those dark purple jerseys, you know, Seahawks. And if you know, it weren't for the Niners, Patriots, and the Bills being the top three defenses this year, all of those guys wearing bright, vibrant red and silver. Well, not the Niners. Well, they have gold. But, you know, I think the Patriots are dark. Like, they're, it's a dark blue. The color that rush makes ones the are. Majority of the their... color rush ones are dark blue, but their, their home ones are, like, silver. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Maybe it's just like the most random thing, and I'm only thinking of like certain teams. Like, no, I think you might actually be onto something here. I don't know. It's just it's like the most random thing, and for some reason, I had the inclination to say it. Hey, if any of if anybody you know in charge of uniform design for the NFL is out there, um, getting a dark color getting a dark colored jersey will help your team play better defense. It's yep. science. It's it science. Proven here on the water break. Okay, we're gonna go to break and uh we'll be back in relative short order. Thank you guys for listening. Hello everybody, welcome back to the water break. Now before we left, um Will said, and he's right, that teams with darker jerseys are more likely to play good defense. But I think we're gonna turn our attention right now to um with a, with the quarterback safety rating to a guy who's played most of his career for a dark jerseyed team, we're gonna look at Andy Dalton. What do we think about him? The Bengals are not dark jerseys. You're right. <laughs> we're gonna look at a guy who hasn't really played with a dark jersey, They're, which might explain why his defense is. They, they have the, so bad. the black jerseys, right? They have. I was thinking of their color rush jerseys, where it's uh, the, where it's the black and orange. Yeah, but mostly it's like bright orange and the white. Yeah, I was way, thinking. So. Yeah. Because their their home and away jerseys are the Bengals um, have nice jerseys. I like the black, orange, and green col- or uh, not black, orange, and green, black, orange, and white. I do like the Bengals jerseys. That is you know? one of the coolest color combos. I think Bengals. I think the Seahawks. Seahawks I am a fan, cool so I'm biased, yeah. but I love the jerseys. I mean, if you look at every Pacific Northwest and specifically Seattle, but also like Vancouver teams, uh, you'll notice Canucks blue and green, Mariners blue and green, Seahawks blue and green, Sounders. As much as I hate to say it, blue and green. And then the Trailblazers are just out here wearing black With, and red. Black and red, yeah. I don't get that. I mean, it's Portland. Yeah. They're whack. They can do whatever they want. It's okay. It's Portland. So anyway, Andy Dalton, what do we think about him? I don't think he's that safe, to be honest. No. There's no chance he'll be back. I think he's a four. Yeah. (laughs) I'm glad we're in agreement. If there's a tier five, I mean, he could be on the brink of that, to be honest. That would be like zero chance. I think his job is the least safe out of any of the 32 starting quarterbacks. And that'll bring us to a guy who actually does play for a team with dark jerseys. I should have led with him. Uh, Mitch Trubisky. What do you yes, think? and they have an insane defense. Yeah. Oh. Would you look oh. at that? The theory holds. Crazy. Anyways, uh, you know, I don't think they're going to get rid of him this year. You don't? Uh, he's he's not old. He's not really. He should be on his rise. To be honest, like he should be getting better every year, and he should. But he was worse this year than he was last year. Yeah, that's kind of the problem. That's concerning. If um, I am the Bears, I am hitting eject on Mitch Trubisky right now. Really? I thought I flip him for a opinion, third round pick. He's a coin toss, but he's a coin toss. But I could see tier four. You think tier four? Okay, I can see that. But I say you get rid of him real quick. You go make Teddy Bridgewater or Marcus Mariota your starting quarterback. I think both of those guys deserve a starting spot. I think the Bears are equipped to give it to them. I think getting Allen Robinson, a quarterback who can really throw his quarterbacks for his whole career, have been Mitch Trubisky and Blake Bortles. Did he Did he never play with Cutler? No. Oh. Uh, well, that's was, a good thing um, for him. He was still on the Jags when Cutler was the Bears quarterback. He got saved from Cutler. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm not a big Cutler fan. Anyways, Cutler yeah. is like Ryan Fitzpatrick before he was Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> Uh, Speaking of Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, okay, where does he stand? I know he moves around a lot, but he's yeah. a, he's a pretty good 
interesting, fun to watch quarterback. Oh, he's definitely he's must see TV. Some of the plays uh, he makes, he really doesn't he doesn't conserve his body. He's more like a running back or a wide receiver in not. that way, uh, which is it's more fun to see. You know, nobody likes watching Tom Brady take a knee or slide or whatever he <laughs> does, or like that. Do you see that one play where he gets like he is far and away closer to the ball, and then the defender comes around again, and Tom Brady just like. Shies away. Doesn't from even it. go for Doesn't it. Doesn't even go for Looking it. Looking yeah. like Cam Newton in Super Bowl Fifty. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but Cam Newton should be more like Fitzpatrick in that sense. He's a good yeah. quarterback. He's also a big, strong guy. Like Tom Brady is big. He's questionably strong. Ryan Fitzpatrick is a big guy though, and the Ryan beard. Ryan Fitzpatrick is big. The, the beard, beard helps him. It taps into Definitely that like. Him. The hidden lumberjack instinct oh, that yeah. lies dormant in all American men. Yes. You know? Where if you grow a big shaggy beard like Ryan Fitzpatrick's, you will, like, undergo an extra 50 pounds onto your max in bench press. Mr. Jenky. <laughs> Mr. Jenky has a nice beard. Beards are cool. Yeah, they are. Um, we have, on my other show, The Hot Corner. Listen to The Hot Corner Tuesdays at 8. Um, <clears throat> we have um, a whole segment where um, we talk about beards. Jerks and Profar. Wait, Garrett that was Cole. that's the hot corner, right? Yeah. How how do you guys get nominated? <laughs> like, I don't know. I know we've just spent like maybe the, last, the awards people love beards as much as I know. We, we do. spent like the last five minutes talking about Keller jerseys, and admittedly, we've talked about beards. But come yeah, on, dude, come on. Okay, like, Ryan Fitzpatrick's beard though. It is. Like, it is a nice beard. It is nice. He's got so, a lot coming. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick, yeah. I'd actually go so far as to say, I do not, I think that Miami will keep him around. Tier one? Really? I think he's a or tier two. two? Okay, I think two. there's a 75% chance two he'll makes be back. Sense. I, think I don't think one. This is a really right big quarterback me. market, and we haven't seen too much of what the Dolphins look like under Brian Flores. Um, excuse me. So we don't know if he's the kind of guy who will run through quarterbacks really fast or if he's the kind of guy, if he's more like, if he runs through quarterbacks fast like Jay Gruden or if he's the kind of guy who'll pick one guy and stick to him like Marvin Lewis. We just, we don't know. Hmm. Um, so I think there's a 75% chance. I'd say Ryan Fitzpatrick is a tier two. His job is safer than the president's, but not by all that much. <laughs> See, that well, joke's never going to get old. Well, the president's job's pretty safe. Um, it's actually the most dangerous job in the United States. Well, like, there's only least. been 45 of them, and eight have died in office, oh, well, and like, two have got impeached. At, no, at an impeachment standpoint, it's pretty much impossible for him to get impeached. I'm sure, but like, because just because of the Senate, they, sure, but just not get just by a percentage basis, yeah, yeah. Nothing about the current president here, by the amount of presidents who have been elected president and then been subsequently killed or impeached. The, the odds aren't great, you know, about, like, I think it's like a one in eight chance that you'll keep your presidency to the end. Or a seven, or one not, in eight chance that you'll get deleted. It's not amazing, yeah. And anyways, uh, coaches have a pretty low job security as it is. I mean, yeah. it's probably one of the worst NFL head coaches, too, you know, security in the world. 75%. Actually, yeah, your job, if your job is safer than your head coaches. That's what we should have been doing. Screw all this talk about like president statistics. We t- the NFL turns over a quarter of its coaches every season. Wow. Yeah, that's it's crazy. And usually the ones that stick around stick around for a long time. Yeah. You know uh, those Pete Carroll, Sean Payton, Bill Belichick, you know, Bruce guys. Arians. But then you have Bruce Arians, you have other people that they're just cycling constantly. Like some teams will go the through Browns? multiple and multiple years. The Browns, the Giants. Um, 
Giants, not the Steelers. They've had the same guy for a while. It's Tomlin. He's Tomlin. I think he's a good coach. I think he's the longest tenured AFC coach other than Belichick. Yeah. Well, Belichick's kind of hard to compete with, but yeah. Tomlin is a really good coach for some of the weapons that he's lost over the past year. Oh, definitely. Um, he managed to keep the Steelers afloat without any of the killer bees this year. I mean, they lost Roethlisberger and just unfortunate injury. Having to turn to Mason Rudolph, a yes. fifth-round second-year quarterback, and an undrafted duck-calling amateur champion from the third-best football school in the state of Alabama. <laughs> that's, that's, it could you could, your situation could be better. Well, that's not saying much because, like, I mean, you're basically not going to beat Alabama, and what's what's the second best? Auburn. School? Auburn. Yeah, you're not going to beat either of those two unless you are either of those two. But like, Alabama State. Although the curve the curve kind of goes down after you yeah. hit Auburn. It's Alabama's up here. Auburn's right below them, just barely below. Actually, you know, you can make the argument Auburn's better. Auburn won the last Iron I mean, Bowl. They won. Yeah, exactly. They won the last time. So I'd say those teams are neck and neck, and then there's just a big drop off. Yeah, like <laughs> kind of like teams in the AFC North. You know, <laughs> it's the Ravens and everybody else and is everybody a dumpster else. fire. Yeah. And I mean the Steelers. I mean to their credit, if Big Ben had stayed healthy, it, it would have been nice. It's like it's like the NFC East. Yeah. Except for the or South, sorry. The NFC South. You know, it's the Saints and or, everybody else. Yeah, exactly. Well, I guess you could say that for the NFC East. Except yeah. for there's no Saints, it's just everybody else. Everybody else is They're bad. all everybody else. Yeah. You know how every house has a room in it that's like, oh yeah, we know that room sucks, but hey, the rest of the house is pretty great. In the NFC East, every single team is that room. It's a weird, weird metaphor. We should trade, the NFL should trade the NFC East to the SEC <laughs> and get Bama LSU. and Auburn and LSU. Yeah, exactly. Can we just like trade them for, that was that would be a good idea actually. Yeah. Top four college teams every year just play in the playoffs or like use their records to go into the playoffs instead of the uh, uh, NFC East. Yeah. Or South. Obviously. Or East. You know? I think that's what you could do. Actually, no. I think you'd have to trade the Giants, uh, or not the Giants, the Cowboys. I think you'd have to trade the Cowboys to the Big Ten for the Sooners. Because they don't really fit in the SEC. You know, they're too far west. Yeah, maybe. That's true. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, Texas is not that It's not far that, west. well, yeah, it's but kinda, Dallas is kind of, Dallas is kind of on the eastern half of the state. Yeah. But this is not meant to be a lesson in geography. Man, we are really going back to the geography. Here. I love how on task we stay with this yeah. show. Yeah, like, this is- um, like every time I think about like what topics we could talk about and then proceed to talk about, you know, the geographical locations and conference alignment of NFC East teams. This if is, we hypothetically okay. traded them to the NCAA. This is what the rutabaga does to you. Yeah. Because basically for the rutabaga, which those of you don't know, That's you my listen to it. I don't know what time it is. McLean, plug it. Quick. It's, um, it's Mondays at 10 p.m. And Saturdays, or no, sorry, Fridays at 9 a.m. Yeah. So basically what they do on that show is there's uh, no script, no nothing. It's just, hey, McLean, what happened on your weekend? Oh, that's cool. You went to the aquarium. Did you know sharks are? Carnivores. Carnivores, yeah. And then they just go off from there. And yeah. Except we always wind up talking about Star Wars. Because Star Wars is cool. <laughs> did you go, Did you? by the way, did you go see the new movie? No spoilers, no spoilers, no spoilers. Uh, everybody welcome back to the last segment of the water break um i'm mclean um, yeah will, will here with me yeah. and we're gonna predict the playoffs no we're not yeah we are i'm bad at these kind of things and then and then people end up using my word against me and bragging about me because that's the exact kind of thing i would do to them if they got it wrong and it doesn't feel good 
So, who's going to win between the Vikings and Niners? Niners. <laughs> See, I, I make I make predictions based on what I want, like the team I want to win. So you want the Niners to win? I want the, Oh, no, I want the Vikings to win. Yeah, same. I just don't think they have much of a chance. Like, I kind of bring some logic into it, but sometimes I'll be rash, and then I don't want to go, like, back on my decision. I, I want the Vikings to win, but I don't feel like they're going to win. No, I don't either. I mean, Poor they food. did... They did, um, you know, commit just enough pass interference penalties to knock off the Saints. They upset the Saints, which is... <sighs> and then, I've been saying good. this ever since last year, where the Packers and... Or not the Packers, where the Patriots and Chiefs played in the championship game. And Patrick Mahomes lost that game without getting able to touch the ball. I think they should change the overtime rules into something more like college. I think it'd be fun. Except, yeah. like... I agree. I like how the college does it. The to one be thing that I, the one thing that I would change is that like every um, every drive, you have to start from ten yards back. So you start at the thirty, and then if both teams score, you start from the forty, and then if both teams score, you start from the fifty. Oh yeah. That's that's what I would do if I was running the zoo. That's what I would do. That's how they do it in Madden Overdrive, right? Is it really? Yeah, you start at like the twenty or thirty, and then you you score. You go back to the yeah. The so they should next. so they should make the Kinda overtime like rules like in Madden Overdrive. Like in Madden Overdrive, <laughs> taking a page out of Madden's book. Yeah, nice. Well, I mean, hey, um, I'm just saying. The you, Titans literally ran like some Madden plays in their think, playbook. Against do you think the Lamar Jackson is up for um, the Madden curse this year? I think he's definitely, yeah. I think he's pretty much got it on lock, but I don't well, know. Well, it's either going to be, the cover is either going to be him or Michael Thomas, so. Yeah, that's true. Michael Thomas has had a banging season. You know, I mean, Christian McCaffrey and Russell Wilson have both had awesome seasons, and they've both been completely erased because yeah. Lamar and Michael Thomas. Yeah, Michael Thomas has really exceeded standards, but so has Lamar. It's yeah, tough. and I mean, Jared Cook had a nice performance, too. He and did. And George Kittle had the, a historic season. The odds of a tight end other than Gronk getting it is... It's low. Iffy, yeah, it's low. Well, if the Niners win the Super Bowl... I think Kittle's chances will increase. I think so, yeah. If they if they beat the Ravens in the Super Bowl, I think it would be a lot higher. Oh, for sure. But I don't know. I think Lamar well, Jackson deserves it. The, Patrick Mahomes didn't win the Super Bowl, and he got it. You know, Larry Fitzgerald yeah. was the cover without winning the Super Bowl. So was OBJ. Um, so it's you don't have it, to it win it. It helps their case, but you don't have yeah. to win it. Um, but I think Madden Curse, I think Lamar is, Lamar is the front runner. But I hope he doesn't. I don't know, because I like watching him. He's so fun to watch, kind of like Fitzpatrick, you know? He is definitely new and different. He's creative. He just breaks people's ankles. It's funny to watch. Uh, You get to see all the highlights later. Speaking of, Ravens, Titans, what are we thinking? We both said said Niners for the Niners and Vikings game. You know, I think it's hard for the Ravens to lose, but... Not having Mark Ingram really hurts them. I could see them just having a rough first game of the playoffs and... If you have a rough first game of the playoffs, you're out. And if you they have get, to give 25 carries to Gus Edwards and Justice Hill, like who are those? I don't know. They could just have Lamar Jackson play running back and quarterback and just bring in a new line, another lineman. Oh, like in Madden? Almost, yeah, like a wildcat, but yeah, he also oh. has a really good arm. Okay, so so basically just a wildcat, but instead of a quarterback playing running back, it'll be a running back playing quarterback. I mean, I don't think that I don't think they would do that. But you know, no. uh, that's the kind of thing. They I would could do. run lots of plays out of the empty set, though, which we see. We saw like the Eagles when they lost all their receivers; they just stopped running three and four wide sets, and they ran most of their stuff out of two tight packages. Yeah, 
So, because obviously that Ertz and Goddard getting them onto the field at the same time. Maybe the same will apply. Maybe the Ravens will do something like that. Get like Mark Andrews and Nick Boyle, Hayden the, Hurst. The get Ravens them on the have field. really, really deep tight ends. Sure. Um, they have like three or four that are ba- battling for the spot They've as got, it is, but like. The three leading tight ends for them are it's Mark Andrews, Andrews Hurst, and Nick Boyle. Boyle, yeah. And then they've got a fullback. And after too. that, there's one. Yeah, there's one other guy that I've seen a few times, I think, but I forget his name. Yeah, that's okay. It's just pretty much those three, and then the fullback too, which they're fullback. He's one of the only um, two-way players in the sport, and apparently this guy, what he does is um, he has to go. He has to tape the. Um, the 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 meetings at at defense. So when he plays linebacker, um, he has to. He's a linebacker too, so he has to tape the the defensive meetings. Oh, and, well, and he then goes he watches, to the offensive. Meetings. Oh, that's funny. Hmm. And then watch it back later, like a college student. Why wouldn't they offset them though? It's um, it's Patrick Ricard, because you know, not too many people. Patrick Ricard. He's really a special guy. Um, there's not a lot of guys who can play two ways. The Patriots have a guy. I don't know his name, but it's... Um, it's, it's difficult. Yeah. yeah it's, it's like playing offense and defense in the NHL, and no one really does that. Yeah, uh, it's like... It'd be like... Um, you know a guy who actually used to do that was um, Sammy Baugh? Slinging Sammy? Um, um, what sport? Football. Oh. Um, he was a... He was a quarterback and uh, a free safety. And a... Oh. So... So quarterback... That's interesting. Like, so what he had was one time he... um. So back when he played in the 30s and 40s, he was like the front runner of the forward pass. What he did was in a game against the New York Jets one time, what he did was got a pick um, in a game. He, he recorded an interception. Um, and then what he did was he lined up the defense that was on the field, lined them up as if they were an offense, and ran a series of plays because the clock was running because back then it didn't stop for an interception. Um, and uh, he ran them like an offense. And, and it worked? <laughs> Please tell me it worked. Yeah. No way. Technically, they converted the series because Sammy Baugh himself just ran for 10 yards. Imagine being the team that lost to a defense on offense. Yeah. Like, oh, that's horrible. <laughs> well, then again, their um, their defense did have three offensive players on it. So back Uh-oh. then, playing two ways was a lot more popular. You had guys like him. You had Concrete Charlie for the Eagles. Um, there was It was a lot Man, they more all common. Had, they all had cool nicknames. Well, yeah. Like, had, why does nobody have Concrete Charlie or Slingin' Sam? Like, yeah, Broadway Joe Namath, another guy. He played a lot later yeah. than those two. But Or Night Train Lane. Yeah, yeah, another one. That's my favorite. That one's a cool nickname. Mean Joe Green. Yeah. That's another they, one. Why, why can't Russ get a cool name? Like Rocket Dangerous. Russ. Dangerous. Oh, I guess he has Dangerous, yeah. But like... I don't know. It, nicknames it, it, in the it's NFL... It's not used as much are, anymore. Nicknames are cool. Yeah, you know? and now the only guy who even sort of has a has a has a nickname is um, Tyreek Flash Hill. You know, yeah, kinda. And you, he you even stole that. He stole that from D Gordon, Flash you, Gordon. You don't use those as much. You know, you don't see it. You yeah, know? but like people would really refer to Night Train Lane as Night Train Lane. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot more than his actual name. His actual name was Dick Lane, and nobody ever says that because Night Train Lane is so much cooler. Exactly. Yeah. You know. The only guy who we've had like that recently is uh, Megatron. Yeah, that is true. Megatron deserved his name. Uh, Megatron's Definitely. a pretty, pretty dope name. Like, <laughs> why can't I? Why didn't my parents name me Megatron? 
what do you think Meg is short for? Shark? No. <laughs> okay, anyway. I've been watching the Meg too much. Will's parents regret him naming... They should have named not me. being named Megatron. They should have named me Pegasus. And this is our show. Man, I can't believe we're not up for an award. Yeah, <laughs> this what? Is, this is sarcasm. We what? recognize that there are better other uh, there are better options out there. Um, we'll be better next week with Creed back to keep us on task. Also, I can't believe Creed wasn't here to talk about the Vikings in the playoffs. And soccer. Oh, what a good okay. week. Okay. Well, that's it from us. Um, thank you all for listening on the water break. Stay tuned on 88.9 The Bridge. Canada won the World Juniors. 88.9 The Bridge. The only bridge that never closes.